I'm not used to not coming up without a bumper, so this is kind of weird. Well, things are a little different today. Uh, we've been going through our Ten Commandments series, and so about this time, there's this cool little bumper that plays a song, and then I come on up, and we have a lot of fun. We have kids stuff and all sorts of cool things. Well, today, we have the honor and privilege of having a special guest. It's been... Well, a few months, of course, because this goes back before COVID since we've had somebody here and able to speak uh, in person again. So this is a quite an honor, quite a privilege. And, and Pastor Kevin and his wife and daughter are here with us today. And just let me tell you, he's been up here before. It's been five years. We, we glad he remembers these things because I don't remember details. So my wife would confirm that. And, uh, and so uh, he got to share with us before about their ministry and what they're doing, and they get to do that again today, and uh, very excited about that. And so if you're following online today, uh, you're in for a very special treat as he comes and delivers today, and you get an update on the ministry. So Pastor Kevin, come on up, and I know you're going to have your wife come on up too, so thank you so much. And ooh, ooh, let me turn that on for you. Good morning. That is a good good morning. You guys are here. You guys are with me here. This is good. Uh, it's good to be back with you, and uh, it's good to have the family with me this time. Uh, we're changing things up, and uh, they get to come along. And so, uh, before I dive into my message, I asked my wife uh, Jenny to come and just kind of. Well, I'm giving her the mic. This could go anyway. Who knows? <clears throat> yeah, we'll see if I give it back. No. Very excited to be here this morning. Um, it's been nine years. We've been doing this ministry for 15 years as a family, and Kevin's been traveling for nine years by himself. So we're really excited to be back on the road, Samantha and I, and really Christ Connection is birthed out of our hearts. We were pastors for many years um, and found that pastors are lonely your pastor probably isn't because you guys seem like a great congregation, but it's a hard place to be when you're in leadership. And so we really, this was birthed out of mostly our pain, Christ Connection. And we just, we exist to give you tools. So we believe in prayer 100%, right? I can't see him. He's kind of making me nervous behind me. That's okay. <laughs> if my daughter were behind me, I'd be getting bunny ears the whole time. But Christ Connection really is about igniting churches and pastors through the power of prayer. So really what we're doing now as a family is giving you tools to see beyond our circumstances right now. How many are enjoying your circumstances right now? Okay, I can't raise my hand. There's not a whole lot of fun out there right now. Everything's closed. Everything's a little scary. You watch the news and you want to shut it off. This morning at the hotel, I was like, can we just shut this off? I don't want to eat listening to this. Um, there's so many things, but it's really beyond that. God has a plan beyond our current circumstances, and that's what prayer's about, and that's what we're about as a family. So we're creating tools. Um, Kevin has a fabulous podcast. I have a semi fun fun podcast um so you can always look those up we're just trying to give you hope beyond our circumstances so i just wanted to say hello and enjoy today it was really nice to see you come and see us afterwards i'd just love to air hug um here you go kev Thank you. Uh, and you can see she, she wanted to preach there, right? She, she was ready to go. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, she was preaching. I, I got to come up and do the altar call. So you never know how that's going to go down. So it's good to have them with. And if you're looking for the names of the uh, 
It's the Christ Connection podcast is the one I, I'm doing, and we're going to be making some uh, exciting uh, changes with that in the next couple of weeks you want to get in now. Uh, and then my wife's podcast is Real Life with Jenny, and uh, you can enjoy uh, her thoughts and encouragement on your walk with Jesus uh, there. Before we get started, I want to pray. Lord, the next few moments, have your way. Speak through me. Encourage your people to enjoy you, enjoy your company. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, a couple things up front here as we're getting started because uh, this is a weird thing as a speaker when some of you have masks on, some of you don't. If you're... Uh, uh, what we want to do, just for me, you don't have to do this next week. Uh, uh, he may not even want you to do this next week, but I would like you all to practice a good amen. All right. One, two, three. Amen. All right. So uh, throughout uh, this morning, I'd like you to go outside our Minnesota bubble and you can, because uh, I know you look up here and see... Uh, a short, bald, Sri Lankan-looking guy, but I'm actually English, Irish, Dutch, French, Norwegian, German, okay, as well as Sri Lankan, and so uh, I'm from Minnesota. I know how this goes, but I'd like us all to pretend like we're not for the morning, just to help me out, and you can amen, you can come on, whatever you want to do. If you have a hanky, you can do that. You know, kids might like that one. Just wave the hanky at random times, and I'll know that you're uh, you're still there. So. Uh, and, and, you know, and let your eyes smile for me. All right. That's, that'd be great. Um, a couple other things, uh, just kind of as we're getting started here, I got to always do these things. First of all, uh, my name, Senapati Ratna, you know, uh, that's, that's why you were, when you saw Senapati Ratna, that's why you thought, oh, this guy's from Minnesota. He, he's, he's probably up from, you know, Itasca County or something, you know, that's a, uh, uh Actually, I am. It's, it's the true story. Uh, but Senapati Ratna is not a Minnesota name. Uh, Sri Lanka, where my dad is from, is an island off the coast of India. Uh, and if you were to go there, you would not find many Senapati Ratnas because my great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather, depending on who's telling the story, made up the name. Uh, no joke. This is uh, He made up the name because he thought his name beforehand was boring. All right? So that's how we get the name Senapati Ratna. Thank you, Grandpa. Now, you know, uh, uh, but I say that uh, just as we're getting going here in part because uh, maybe hearing that story all your life, you come to believe that life was not designed to be boring. Uh, and uh, as I read this book, uh, Christianity for sure was not designed to be boring. Uh, but too many people uh, live this boring Christianity. They go through the motions. They come to church on, on Sunday and just put in their time. And it, it wasn't designed to be that way. Uh, and so hopefully today I'll just kind of nudge you a little bit on that journey to say, let's just go to the next level with Jesus. Let's go to the next place that he has for us, whatever that is, whatever, uh, whatever that next step for you might be, whether you're watching online or here in the room, God has a, well, the old saying, God has a wonderful plan for your life. And sometimes we hear that 
And it's just a saying that we hear. It's, but God has more than just that uh, phrase. God really does have something he wants for you today, for this week. And now, the other thing I've got to set uh, straight as we get started here, uh, why am I wearing a superhero shirt, right? Uh, now, there's a couple reasons for that. Uh, First of all, I'm a nerd, all right? Can I get a witness? No, no, this is, that's confession, but it is the truth. As a matter of fact, my first book, Enjoying Prayer, uh, by the way, it's 28 short chapters on how to have a good and enjoyable prayer life. and one of the chapter titles is Embrace the Nerd Within. All right, so that is who I am. That's who I've always been. Now, we have them for sale back there, but someone wants this before I throw her. Oh, you're close enough. You can catch it. All right. I, I, I'm, I have not embraced the athlete within, so sorry for the people in the macro. You're all, you're all out of luck. Um, but... I wear this for that reason, first, to make myself feel comfortable. Second, because I thought all of you were supposed to be wearing superhero shirts. That's why we talked in the memos here. I don't know what happened there. But I know really the reason I wear it is because there's this idea. I travel around the country at all sorts of churches, all sorts of different places. And uh, by the way, let me just say thank you uh, for being one of our monthly supporters. You allow us to go to those places that we couldn't afford to go otherwise, those churches that need uh, need that encouragement. But as I travel around the country, I've come to find that people have this idea that there are super Christians and then there's the rest of us, right? There's those people who wake up in the morning and they float to the bathroom. You know, they just spend so much time with God. Woo! You know, they just they just got it all together. You know, they they have a phone booth in their house that have been constructed by angels. You know, and they they go in there and they fl- get their instructions directly from the Father before they fly off to their day. And you're like, I I, I can't be like that. I can't pray like that. So why even bother? And the moment you say, so why even the bother is the moment you've been lied to. Because it isn't about super Christians and the rest of us. As a matter of fact, my latest book is not just for super Christians. It's designed to engage you on a simple journey outside of your comfort zone, outside of the place that you are, to that place that we all get to go. We all get to go there if we want to. Now, you're also in the front row, so one of you can catch it. Oh, they're going to fight over it. Just kidding. Uh, Now, it's not designed to be the way that we have experienced it up to this point. Prayer, and when we talk about prayer, uh, I mean, I can spend, I'm not going to, just those online, please stay with me. Just kidding. Uh, For the the next four hours, we could talk about the, the lies that, when we think about prayer, that's boring, intimidating, just about guilt, doesn't accomplish a whole lot, and I'm too busy to pray, right? That's why the, the, hey, now again, none of you are thinking of this. This is the people online. That's just them. Not a, all of you guys got it all together, I'm sure, but, uh, or maybe the person sitting next to you, but uh, boring, intimidating, just about guilt, doesn't accomplish a whole lot. I'm too busy to pray. But it's not supposed to be that way. I was... 13 years old, raised in the church, missionary kid, had the, had the opportunity when I was 13 to read a book called The Hour That Changes the World. And in it, it outlines a simple plan to pray for an hour. And as a 13-year-old, I read the book, 
went into my room, and for the first time that I remembered, I prayed for an hour, just by myself. It changed my life. As a 13-year-old, I mean, obviously, any time you go into the presence of God, it can change your life. Whether you're, you're five years old or you're 105, it can change your life. Any 105-year-olds? Anyways, so that moment with God can change you in an instant. I like to, God spoken to me many times, I can do in a moment what would take you a lifetime. Just that moment with Him. But what really changed me that day as a 13-year-old was what was going through my head as I was spending that time with God. It went through my head in that moment, and as I walked out of that room that day, it stayed with me ever since. It was, oh, I could have spent so much longer and enjoyed every minute of it. The Bible says in Psalm 16 uh, that in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Prayer is first of all a get to before it's a have to. We get to go and be with him. We get to enjoy his company. To just hang out with the God who spun the world into existence. That song that we sung, How Great Thou Art, is a song that's been sung so often. But you look around at the world around us. That God who created the mountains and created the valleys and created the river that we are just out here. And that same God wants to spend time with you. He wants to hang out with you, dare I say. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere, it says. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. And God, just Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 says this. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to them, follow me. And he rose up and followed him. Now, it has to be an evangelist, too. It comes in and takes one verse, and then, all right, let's stop there. No, if you think about that for a moment, Jesus over and over and over again encountered people and then invited them on the journey with him. He just, he'd walk into someone's life and say, come on, let's go. Let's go on that place that is going to change everything for you. He goes up to some fishermen. A couple of years ago, we had the opportunity, year and a half ago, we had the opportunity as a family to go to Israel. And, uh, and the highlight for me was obvious. Well, when I say it, it'll be obvious. It was, I got to baptize my daughter in the Jordan River. All right. Right near where Jesus was baptized. I mean, that's going to make the highlight real for the life. I don't know how you get out and get away from that. But uh, then one of the other ones was when I got to Capernaum. And walk down by the Sea of Galilee. And you look out there and it's just like, wait, this is literally the spot where Jesus went to a group of ordinary people like us and said, come, follow me. And they left it all. And they followed him. And he does that again today. He walks around this room and says, follow me. But somehow... Well, you know, we say, oh, yeah, relationship with God. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, you're like, I hope that someone online is watching this who has never experienced relationship with God so that they can have that moment. And somehow we miss the fact 
that it's for all of us. Uh, let's just uh, for a moment have a little fun. Uh, if or I'm having fun already. Sorry, uh, but if you if we could just all of you jump into a time machine now. If you read my book, not just for super Christians, we got a time machine in there because as a nerd, I'm allowed a license to do that kind of stuff. But imagine for a moment that we we have a time machine and. Um, Maybe it's a it's a telephone booth, or maybe it's a DeLorean. I, I, I'm just seeing who my people are. Or anyways, I, I, not this room. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. I, so we all pile into a DeLorean, and we go back in time to the day that my wife and I got married. And I say, married in church like this, and we walk down to the front of the, the room, and I... You know, I'm up here in the front and she walks down and we uh, we make our vows in front of... Now, speaking of that, I think I remember seeing some of you at that. So maybe the time machine actually worked. Anyways, anyway, so we go back and, and we're at that moment where we make our vows to each other. And then we go up to the reception hall afterwards. And before we get up there, we have to sign the legal documents to send off to the county, you know, who's going to be the witnesses, that whole deal. And then we go up to the reception hall and and we have some fried chicken, you know, because I wanted Subway. And, you know, my mother-in-law said, no, you're not having Subway for for your wedding. So, which she's smarter than I am, I guess. So, you know, but anyways, so we have our reception. Now, after the reception, imagine that Jenny and I, you know, we throw the bouquet and then I didn't throw the bouquet, but she throws the bouquet and then we, we, we go down and we both get in our separate cars and go our separate ways never to see each other again. Now, yes, in the sight of God... And in the county, we're married. But what's the point, right? If we're not going to journey through life together. The same is true of your relationship with Jesus. You can come to an altar. You can, uh, online, you can uh, say yes to Jesus. And uh, your life, it's, you know, yes, you're right with God. But what's the point if we don't enjoy his company each and every step of the way? One of my favorite passages in all the Bible is Philippians chapter 3. And in Philippians chapter 3, I'm not going to read the whole thing for you, but Paul is talking near the end of his life. He's talking to a group of believers that are solid in their faith. They're mature Christians. And he just pours out his passion at that point, saying, here I am in a prison cell. I'm sitting here. I'm guessing he was sitting while he was writing. I don't know. And I'm sitting here and I'm writing to you, Philippians, who are basically a thank you letter for their monthly support. I mean, that's really what it was. And that's the main purpose and to send this guy on. And he's, But he breaks into passion at that point in Philippians chapter 3. And he says, Philippians 3 verse 8, Indeed, I count everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For this sake, I I suffer loss all things. I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. 
Paul, the apostle, near the end of his life said, forget it all. I want to know Christ. And when he's talking there, for if, you, if you're like a, a Old Testament guy, so the, you're, like, you're like all this, the back end stuff here. Let me just give you a back end thing. It's a Greek word for the, uh, the Hebrew word yada. Yada is, uh, is what they talk about with, between a husband and a wife. It's an intimate uh, intimacy that he was talking about there. He said, I want to know Christ. I want to have a deep, intimate relationship with him. And he says, those who are mature should take such a view of things. He goes on to say, those who are mature should take such a view. You may have been walking with Jesus for, you know, forever. I don't know. You you and Moses were walking with Jesus. I don't know. None of you look old enough for that. But if you, you've been walking with him forever. What is your passion to say? I don't want to forget those things that are behind. I want to know him more. I want to know him more than I've ever known him before. I want to press in to find him in a deeper place. I want, I want to forget whatever I've experienced up to this point. There's more to experience of God. Let's, let's go back for a moment to, all right, let's have a little exercise here. I, I want you to imagine that you wake up tomorrow, and for whatever reason, you get to spend the rest of the day doing your favorite things. Now, in a group like this, it's going to be very different what that favorite things are. Yeah. Hey, hey, some of you would be get up and get to play video games all day long. I don't know what it is, whatever that is for you. You, you really enjoy, hey, maybe you forget about all this COVID thing and you get to travel to Paris. I don't know what that is for you, but tomorrow when you wake up, hey, I know you'd really be, I, I can see smiles under, through your mask here. This is, this is amazing because hey, you, you get to get up and do whatever it is that you want to do. Then imagine you get up the next day and you get to do it again. And you get to do it again. And you get to do it for a week. You get to do it for a month. How about every day for the next six months? You get to get up and do whatever it is that you want to do. A year goes by. Every day. Somehow, some way, the resources are not an issue. You get to do whatever it is that you really, really enjoy I'm in a good mood this morning. How about we give you two years? How about about two and a half years? Almost, let's go, 1,000 days. Well, I've set you up here because the verse I read earlier was, better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day with him. Now you're like, that's not my experience. My experience is that I would much rather, you know, whatever that is that you were thinking about. (laughs) That's good news. Because I believe this book over my experience, right? And so if, if the Bible says better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere, that means that at some point if we pursue him, God's word will be true more than our experience at this moment. And it's just a matter that we haven't experienced all that there is to experience of him yet. We haven't experienced everything that's possible. Because if we pursue him, if you pursue him to a new place, at some point you will say better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. So this morning, 
The question is, will you take that next step with him? Whatever that looks like for you. What is that next place that he's going to take you to? Uh, Let me illustrate it this way. I had the opportunity a while back. You're going to say, why? After I say this, you're going to say, why is that an opportunity? Forget it. Just, let's go with the story here. I, I, I watched this movie called We Bought a Zoo. All right? Now, spoiler alert, they buy a zoo. Okay? That's, I, I, that's, I hate to ruin that for you, but they, they buy a zoo. This family buys a zoo. And at one point in the movie... There's a moment where the dad, the Matt Damon guy, Matt Damon's the character, uh, is sitting down next to his son. And they're doing what maybe some fathers and sons will do. They're talking about girls. And uh, I know, you're like, where's the spiritual point? I don't know. I just thought this would be a fun story to tell. No. Uh, and so they're, uh, they're sitting there and He's trying to, the father's trying to give him, the son, some advice. And he says, basically, son, sometimes all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage to make all the difference in the world. And I bet if you look over your walk with Jesus, there have been many 20 second moments that made all the difference in your walk with him. And as we sit in this moment, what is that 20 seconds decision that you need to make to take it to the next place with him? As Samantha comes, she's going to play for us just to allow us to have a moment with Jesus. And as she's playing, what I want you to do is think about what it is that it would take to go to the next level with him. What is he calling you to? Odds are he's not calling the person next to you to the same thing. You're like, I want to grow in my prayer life. I don't know how. Let me give you one place to start. And you let the Spirit of God give you more creativity as you go. I don't have time this morning to talk about it, but one of the simple strategies that can change the trajectory of your life and the trajectory of your church is to pray for your pastor. It's just that simple. I I could outline for you from Scripture how it works, but I'm not going to take the time right now. Trust me, go study it. If you, as a church, commit to a new level of praying for your leader, pastors and for your leaders, it will change the course of this church. Not simply because you're uh, you're praying for your pastor but, uh, and his family, but all of a sudden you begin to see things that you didn't see before. You begin to pray for this church like never before. And then what begins, the, the snowball that begins to take place, all of a sudden what's happening outside matters. The lost people around you matter because you began to get your pastor's heart like never before. And you're like, oh, let's do this. Let's, do, let's see what God would do. So this is not, you know, he said, come on up. And I need, I need, no, no, 
I'm, I'm a practical guy. And maybe that's 20 seconds every day. Say, say, I'm going I'm to pray for my pastor while I brush my teeth. What, what is it for you? What is that simple, simple 20-second habit? Most habits start with two minutes. With two minutes habit that you can do. Pray for your pastor. Maybe you're listening online and you're sitting, you feel like you're that guy Matthew that I talked about earlier. Maybe you're in the room here and you've yet to begin that relationship with Jesus. Now's a great day to start that. He's, he's probably calling you in your heart right now saying, come, follow me. Or maybe you're again in the room or watching online and you, you've been walking with Jesus for a long time. And you hear the apostle Paul saying, come, let's go deeper with Jesus. Forgetting those things which are behind and leaving those things which are ahead. Leading towards those things that are ahead. I press on to know Jesus more. So if you're here in the room here and you'd like me to, before I turn it over to Pastor Luke to close us out, if you would just like me to include you in your prayer, this is not going to be a big thing. I'm not going to make a long deal about it. If you're either on the front end or you've been walking with Jesus for 40 years maybe and you're like, I just want more of Jesus. And would you just pray that I would experience more of him? Would you just slip up a hand and slip it back down so I can include you in that prayer? Say, I, I, I want more of Jesus. I want more of him, whatever that looks like for me. I want to take it to the next level. I want to go after Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you're still in the business of walking up to us and inviting us to a new place with you to conversation with the God of the universe. In this moment, whether for the first time or another, just another step on the journey, we want to follow you. We want to go after you. We want to pursue you. We want to know you. So help us to walk with you, I pray. Help us to to take that 20 seconds of insane courage, whether it's an email to a friend saying, I'm taking that next step, whether it's a conversation with a friend, whether it's whatever it is that we need to do, Lord, that we would respond and take that step of faith to go to the next place with you. Bless this church, I pray, as they pursue you like never before. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Luke. Well, again, thank you, Pastor Kevin, Samantha, and Jenny for coming all the way up five hours to share with us. Um, man, that's such an honor and such a pleasure. Well, Pastor Kevin and all their resources are out on the table in the entryway. So if uh, you're so inclined to uh, pick some of those resources up or if you want to uh, share uh, in giving towards their efforts, um, you can just put it in the donation box and just write on there, uh, Pastor Kevin or Christ Connection, and uh, we'll get that to them as well. Um, God is moving and uh, just 
What a great message. What a great thing. Our church... Um, We've been really pressing in as a leadership team to, uh, to the need of prayer. And I think this message was just perfect for where we're at as a church. And so uh, we, we're really pushing those prayer times. That's why we included the intercessory prayer this week. And we'll be doing that every week because we believe that we need to prepare the hearts of this church and for our community for what God is doing. And so intercessory prayer, that praying for God to move in whatever way he seems fit is, is exactly where we're going. And then, of course, to have that worship and prayer uh, like we've experienced at the hop is part of that as well. So um, let's pray as we end our time together. Um, what a great day. What a great day. Father, thank you for today. Father, thank you for this beautiful weather that we had. And, and Father, I just... What you're doing in northwest Minnesota and Thief River Falls, God, it, it, it has to get us excited, Father, as we look around the world around us, Father, and all the just garbage, Father, the negativity, that's the best word I can think of it, Father, it just pales in comparison to what you are doing. And so, Father, when we step into your presence through prayer, through reading your word, through worship, Father, when we experience you, all these things go dim. Because you are bright and the darkness cannot withstand it. It can't hold it back. And so, Father, as we go out with this mindset of prayer, as we're seeking you, Father, as we're pressing into all that you have, Father, you will, you will even put the good things as if they were darkness. That's how good you are. And so, Father, I pray that these people will be encouraged, Father, that today they will be strengthened. And, Father, that they will be comforted knowing that no matter where they're at in this process, you're with them and you're going to help them go to that next level with you. I pray for Pastor Kevin, Jenny, and Samantha as they travel back home and they, they make that trek, Father, that you will watch over them, you'll protect them, you'll financially provide for them, Father, as they are going to every part of America and covering it in prayer and covering the churches and their leaders in prayer, Father. May you show your favor and your blessing over them as a family. In Jesus' mighty name, go with your people now. Amen. Amen. Happy Sunday. Happy Jesus Day, Nexus Church. We'll see you next week.